What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Mario Sacasa, and welcome to the Always Hope Podcast, a production of Willwood's Faith and Marriage, and I just pray that you're having an amazing day today. Okay, well, I got some news today. Today, we are talking about dating well. You've heard me talk about this in many of the breaks of the show over the last couple months, and I really am sincerely grateful for your prayers and your support of this project, but it is out, and I'm dedicating this whole episode to talk about it. And so what I'm doing in this episode is a little bit different. I'm actually the guest on my own podcast today. So Jason Angelette, my my, uh, partner in crime here at Faith and Marriage, interviewed me about dating well. So we had a little fun with this. Why not? Let's go ahead and do this. So for the first time, I am a guest on my own podcast. And so it's going to be a great, great episode where we get into the ins and outs of what Dating Well is, uh, who the target audience is for this project, and uh, what its intended outcomes are. And so I pray that you enjoy it and uh, check it out. We have links to all of it in the show notes and on faithandmarriage.org. So let's get into this conversation with me and Mr. Jason Angelette. Well, Dr. Mario, uh, I am so excited to be with you uh, on this first time ever, me getting to host your show. I, I, and, it uh, feels weird. I, I feel like uh, like I just gave the, the keys to my car to somebody else. I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to keep it under 100, uh, try not to put too many dents on it. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice on those curves. Uh, and hit those uh, potholes soft, but uh, no, man, uh, I'm I'm really excited. I know this has been something that I've been excited about, and I know you've been very excited about too, about getting this out, uh, this dating well series. Um, it's been a long go, and you have been doing an amazing job, and I'm so proud of you and and all that you've been working on and all that you've been doing, and the help that we've received from the Women's Giving Circle to the help that we received from our Ministry of Faith and Marriage WLAE TV, bringing this together. So um, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Got some questions. Want to talk more about it to help the listeners understand more of the gift and the beauty that this program is for them and for us, for the church. And uh, and and so let's get into it. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Awesome. So I guess let's go from the, the beginning. What is dating well? Well, well, first of all, I'll say thanks, Jason, for inviting me on my show. I really appreciate <laughs> you, you having me as a guest. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. <laughs> go to have a lot of fun today. This is great. Uh, so, so what is dating well? Dating well is an online course. Um, that is available for, for purchase that, that can help people, in, in individuals and couples assess that the health of their relationship. And so what, what we're trying to do with this course is to be able to offer just kind of a natural progression of what stages in a relationship look like just to really ease people up a little bit. You know, the, the course really kind of comes out of my own experience as a, as a therapist. I've been doing this work for 15 years now. And, and in the last few years, I would say maybe even more so, I've kind of been hearing kind of a pattern of things. And, and really over the last number of years, I really have kind of been able to, I don't know, at least in my own practice, I've been able to identify kind of two major things that I think are, are really kind of um, an issue, if, if we can say that, that uh, pr- prohibits people from being able to kind of move forward with dating. And, and the first one is perfectionism. I think we're we're finding a lot of a lot of people struggling with perfectionism, and then the implications of that in dating, and then the second piece is just challenge in making decisions, and so I really want this course to kind of go after both of those, and the way that the course 
at least attempts to uh, go after both of those is by, as I said earlier, the perfectionism, by just being, being able to outline that we're just, it's just a journey. We're just, we're, we're on a journey. There's a step, there's a progression that happens in relationships. You don't have to be married when you're dating. You don't have to act like you're married when you're dating. You don't, like, there's just steps along the way. And so I'm, I'm trying to offer couples and individuals who, who purchased the course what this natural progression looks like in relationships to help ease them in their sense of perfectionism and having to be too far where they need to be. The second piece with regard to decision-making is I, I'm really trying to couch dating as an act of discernment and recognizing that the Lord is guiding you and he is with you in this process and that he wants to be part of your dating journey and that there are certain virtues that you cultivate while you're dating, but there's also a certain sense of prayer that one should be able to incorporate also as they're moving through this process. So to help give people some real practical suggestions of how to discern well, um, how to be able to make decisions better, um, and and that's what we're trying to accomplish with with dating well. <laughs> Man, uh, you know this is coming at such a great time, right? In, in the sense of the need, you, we can all look at the statistics and see that marriages are falling uh, at, a, at an unfortunate rate, right? I mean, it's it's really sad. Um, but so what that's what that says though is that a lot of people are saying, well, if we had more marriage prep work, if we did more more opportunities, more programs, more uh, um, engagement to uh, engage couples to help them prepare for marriage, but then we're like, okay, wait, why are we waiting for them to have a ring on their finger or the, the have have been proposed to? There's a process before that because what's happening is, and 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 I, I just see it. The people are. are how they're preparing for marriage, they're really, the way that they're dating, the way that they have kind of entered into this, these relationships, they're kind of preparing themselves for a divorce. The, and so they don't know how to navigate things because especially we, when we look at movies, when we, we see things around us, it's not really guiding us in having a, a proper way of, of walking together into something like marriage. It's more of like sliding sort of into something kind of like maybe marriage and, and it's not the same. And then all of a sudden you, you get there and you're like, well, hold on. Cause in, I remember in dating, like you start thinking about like, well, you know, I'm trying to find somebody that, you know, I get along with and, and we're, we're compatible and we have the same likes and the same interests and we complete each other's sandwiches and, you know, and all these things. And then all of a sudden, like, when push comes to shove and when there's challenges in marriages that's uh, like okay well what did we do wrong i thought we i thought i i, I thought i discerned what that what that whatever that meant for them well and then next thing you know like maybe i made a mistake um and and so what's great is is that like i don't know there's too many things out there that's really helping couples who are dating just understand what it means to date not to be engaged not to be married like you're saying but to be to be in a dating relationship a healthy dating relationship and then that way that this relationship whether it leads to engagement or not you'll at least benefit from the growth of the the process uh, and protecting one another and getting ready for something bigger for the next time. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You know, we said earlier in terms of like a lack of intentionality and just kind of sliding along in this progression. Somehow it's like, oh, well, we just, we're together for so long. And so I guess we're supposed to kind of take the next step. And everybody's been asking, everybody's, when is this going to yep, happen? That's right. That's right. And everybody's just kind of putting pressure on you, but we haven't really stopped the well, thing. I guess about, we should, right? I guess we should. Yeah, I guess that's what we're supposed yeah. to do because it's been a time frame and, and, and that's it. 
So no, we, we I talk about that very specifically in in the program, which is to say that like, no, there there, there is a progression, but that progression isn't necessarily marked by uh, time necessarily, but it's marked by intimacy. It's marked by a level of commitment that one has and almost like a sense of responsibility that you kind of grow for the other person, like your, your willingness to desire the good of the other person. We talk about that being love, but just a sense of like, like really wanting to, to, to make this person somebody better. I mean, like as that grows, because as intimacy grows, um, you, 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 your commitment to that treasure, it grows. And, and then your desire to take care of that treasure also grows. And, and what we see is there's a progression of the gravitas or weight or intensity of that dynamic that builds in each subsequent stage, whether that's friendship or just casual dating or seriously dating, um, the boyfriend-girlfriend stage or engagement or marriage, there is a progression that happens. And so I think we kind of need to be reoriented to what this progression is. And I think some of it is is it's kind of a cultural byproduct, I would say, that we in in an effort to be all-inclusive, we, we've lost a sense of language and that mm. these different terms actually mean different things. Every relationship isn't just all the same. They're not just on the same footing. There actually is differences in, in these terms mean something. And so I think we need to kind of reclaim some of this verbiage to say there is something different when you're just dating. And when you're just going out on one or two dates with somebody, that's great. That's fine. There, there, there's something beautiful and fantastic about that. But then you have to make a decision when it's time to commit and when you actually want to move forward with somebody towards this more serious kind of boyfriend, girlfriend stage. And then when you're in that stage for a little while, however long it's supposed to be, a couple years or whatever, once you feel like you have enough data, so to speak, that you can then make the next decision, which is, is it time for me to move forward in engagement or is it time to break up? And so each of these stages are their own individual lessons in dating well. We, 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 we talk about all of this. What, what does friendship look like? What does it mean to just go on a first date? What does it mean to commit? Um, when is it time to break up? What should you be looking for? When is it time to move forward with proposing? What should that look for? Um, what should you be looking for there? Um, and so we, 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 get into, we get into all of that. But, but I'm in agreement with you that I just feel like we've lost a sense of progression, intentionality, um, ease, you know, a sense of ease. Like, man, I think sometimes we just put so much pressure on us right out of the gates that we just need to kind of calm down a little bit and let the yeah. process unfold um, as, we're, as we're discerning marriage with somebody. You know, sometimes I think the the problem with with this kind of like endeavor uh, to to encourage people to 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 discern well, to date well, to understand each other and the process better is it's it almost kind of sounds unromantic. Tick, right it's almost like this like it's got to be spontaneous you just kind of like allow your emotions and your feelings just to lead you wherever you want to go and i mean that really i mean that maybe might work well for hollywood but it doesn't work well for really understanding love and truly loving somebody and so just like if you know if you really want to dance a beautiful dance i mean you have to learn the choreography you can't just go out there with your desire and just to think that you're going to cut a rug because it's just not going to happen right i mean you got to be able to to take the steps and sometimes it's baby steps and sometimes you trip up a little bit but when you learn the choreography man the dance is beautiful right and i think same what this program is allowing couples to kind of learn a choreography that's going to help their relationship just grow and just be really beautiful. Again, like I said, whether it leads to engagement to marriage or not, it's giving them the steps to be able to see, to hear, to understand, and to be able to feel confident 
that this is something that they should continue in? Because I think another thing too is that, you know, what is, you know, we're looking at what's the purpose of the program. Like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like just giving people that confidence to be like, maybe this isn't the right thing instead of like delaying or waiting. Like, let's go ahead and just say, you know what, I've right out of the, you know, wherever we are in our relationship, like I really feel like maybe we need to take some time away. Yeah, well, I want to go back to what you're saying with the dance analogy. And, and yeah. you're right, and I know I'll, I'll push on a little bit, I guess, that it's not so much learning the choreography, but rather it's learning the the, the basic building blocks of, yes. of the dance. Right. And so yes. you do need you to- You can freestyle. Because you can freestyle <laughs> and you should freestyle. And that's exactly right. Is that there is a place for, there's 100% a place for spontaneity within a relationship. And, and John Paul II talks about this in, in the theology of the body. And and I think Christopher West uses this analogy or has used analogy before of when somebody's, he always would do this in his lectures where he'll invite somebody to come up and, and uh, he'll get up on the piano and just kind of hammer away at the piano. And it sounds really awful. And he makes himself sound really bad, although he's a talented musician, but he, he's trying to prove point. And then he'll have somebody come up in the audience who's like a world-class musician, somebody who's spent 20 years kind of playing the piano. They come up and they just say, hey, be spontaneous. And he'll spontaneously or she'll play something spectacular on the piano. And the point is that the work that you put into the craft, whatever the craft is, whether it's playing the piano, it it's what gives you the freedom to be able to be spontaneous in a way that is more beautiful and attentive to the craft itself. And such is the same with relationships, that there is an art that is that is like understanding another person. That when you when you learn those things and you understand who the person is that you're dating and as you grow in love with this person, it that like it is the thing that allows for spontaneity to actually happen. Um, so I am not the enemy of spontaneity. I absolutely agree that maybe it, come, it can come across being too nerdy or too heady, like this is a developmental relationship and we're <laughs> going to take steps here and step here and you're going to graduate from this stage to this stage. That is not at all. I hope nobody's getting that impression because that is nothing of like anything that I would want anybody to walk away thinking. But rather it's just knowing that there is work that you have to do. There's certain skills that you need to develop in a relationship. And when you develop those skills well, that's what's going to that's what's going to give you the freedom to be able to be more spontaneous and more loving and uh, and just freer uh, in the context. Yeah. Of, I, of the I think if people are honest, that they they would realize that at least as a culture as a whole, we can see that there are things missing in the dating process, in the engagement process that leads to many struggles in marriage. And and I feel like what you are offering in the, the area with dating well, in the area of dating, this these particular steps to help them to learn um, how to be spontaneous, how to be um, how to be, you know, free in their relationship, but but not free to do whatever, but free to be able to know where the the those those steps are that's going to lead to a beautiful expression of love in their relationship. Yeah, I mean, we we understand this in almost every other aspect of life, whether it is dieting or nutrition, whether it is physical exercise and, and fitness. We know that if you put the work in, you're going to get the results. Because if you go to the gym and and you do the exercises, you can't just go in and go willy nilly. I'm just going to pump iron and I'm going to you know do whatever the heck I want. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself exactly. But if you meet with somebody who knows what they're doing and they coach you and they teach you the exercise as well, then you go do those exercises, and then your body responds to that. That's what naturally happens, and then you become stronger, more fit, or whatever the case might be. 
so we understand this with every every other every other aspect of our life. But somehow when it comes to relationships, we just think, well, it's all the same. It doesn't really matter. You could do whatever you want. Maybe I'm being a little too pejorative of the culture. And so, I, so I, maybe maybe I, respect, I, I I take that back because I'm a marriage, I am a marriage therapist. But sometimes when it comes to these, like, I think when we talk, maybe that's so much people, but the culture as a whole seems to communicate that relationships can just be whatever and they should always just be the That's spontaneous. Right. That's right. Part, part, of my, part of my research, I will say, you know, that when I was preparing for, for doing this, this project is that I watched a, a number of dating shows and, um, and man, they're all trash. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're all trash. They're all trash. And they're all trash because, because what they're communicating or what they're exhorting people to do is building habits that are antithetical yeah. to healthy relationships. And so yeah. that's what we're speaking about is, is there are certain habits that when you acquire them and, and build on them, that's gonna help you have a better and healthier relationship. And there are certain habits or dispositions that aren't gonna lead you there. And, and that's what we're trying to, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I just believe that. I believe that that's, that that's the case. Does that mean that you do this and the next relationship is going to be the one that will work out for you? No, I'm not saying that because there's no guarantee, but I am saying that you'll, you'll be sharper, you know, by going through this program, be, be more attentive, being able to reflect on past relationships and be why past relationships didn't work. And then being able to be better prepared for whatever the next one could be. And then throughout that process of the next one, there's a discernment that will happen um, that will eventually yield an answer, um, whether or not you move forward with it or, or, or not, depending on a whole host of circumstances. So at recap at this point, sure. um, what is the purpose of dating well? And, and we, we've been saying it, but who is specifically dating well for? Dating well is specifically for young adults. I would say from college students and young adults. Um, and the reason is it's not quite, uh, high school, I think high school relationships, this is what I've told my boys, and I don't know what you've told your kids that are in high school, but my goal for the, my boys at high school is if, if they just get comfortable asking a girl out, then uh, that's a win. Then they, they, they've done their job, that's it. If, if they're able to understand what that desire is and being able to, overcome whatever nervousness, whatever fear they might have, and actually go ask the pretty girl out, then, hey, praise God, that's my son trying to exercise virtue and encourage, that's great. And then being in a relationship really is just about, you know, it's friendship, it's not supposed to be super heavy in high school, it's supposed to be super committed, um, you're having a great time, obviously keep chastity lines in place, um, but but that's about it. That's about all that I think is required out of a high school relationship in in, in, this, in today's day and age. That, of course, was different 67 years ago when people were getting married at 17, 18. We're not getting married that young anymore. Um, so we're not expecting high schoolers to be at that level of, of maturity or readiness for commitment, I would say. But once we get into college and we're starting to think about our future, um, I think now is the time when the relationships start taking a little bit of a different turn. And again, not everything has to be super heavy. If you just want to be going out casually, having fun, again, with chastity lines in place, that's fine. But you just want to be able to go out to meet people, to connect with people. If you're that type of person who's kind of a, a serial dater, then that's fine. You know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that didn't sound, that sound bad that I, you laughed when I said that. Did that sound bad when I said serial dater? I wasn't trying to- Being a serial but, killer. No, no, not a serial killer. <laughs> 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 that would be bad. I wouldn't encourage that. Of course, obviously, that would be that would be one of the bad bad habits that we talked about. If you if you're that person, not good, not good, not good. Serial killers are not good. Understatement of the day. Uh, 
But if you're a young adult or a college student or a young adult, somebody who's a young professional uh, in their 20s or 30s, and you're struggling to, to you know, you find a relationship or really just trying to understand like what it is that you're really looking for, and maybe you haven't been able to answer that question yet. You don't quite know what you're what you're really looking for. Uh, you kind of dated a little bit, but not really sure, or not really even sure what the process is supposed to be anymore uh, because of confusion. Um, that's those are the people that I'm really trying to target with 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 dating well. That's awesome. The the lessons give us a if, if we can right now a, a rundown on the exact lessons like how is it formatted set up and what what to expect when someone um, participates or in, in engages in the in the program. Yeah, so the program has 19 lessons um, and it's an online course. That means that you 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 purchase it and you you can't download the well. Okay, so you can't download the course itself. What what you're getting is access to through the website Thinkific. Um, the the videos and in the lessons and the the it, the, the program is sequential. It's going to walk you through step by step, and so each lesson has um, a video and then it has reflection questions for you to be able to take and to pray with or to engage in a conversation with the person that you're dating if you're doing it together as a couple, or if you're doing it as a small group um, or maybe at a campus ministry or a group of friends want to get together and do the program, they can certainly do that as well. And so then the video lesson, then the reflection questions, and then there's always some resources. Um, so I'll have links to certain episodes of the podcast that I think will um, accentuate or round out maybe some of the, the content of that particular episode or other resources that I'll link to, articles, books, um, other movies, different resources that I think are, are very helpful when it comes to this. And then we do have a PDF, a downloadable PDF transcript of each lesson and the reflection questions um, at the end of the lessons. So if people want to be able to take the PDF and they want to be able to take it to the chapel or they want to pray or if they want to have something to write the reflection questions on the answers, they can do that also on, on the PDF if they want to print that out on themselves or have it on their you know iPad and, and, and use a pen or something like that. Um, an Apple Pencil, then certainly you, you know you're you're free to do that. But the 19 lessons that may sound like a lot, and 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 it's really not meant to be because it's each lesson is hovering between seven to 17 minutes in length. Um, so I recognize people are busy. I think it's really difficult for somebody to sit down and to just watch a 30, 45 minute lecture. I think that's very challenging for people in today's day and age. Um, so I was trying to make it as uh, digestible as possible. And uh, so I thought, let's just make them shorter lessons. So the videos, are, like I said, are anywhere between seven to 17 minutes in length, um, which means that you can do it at your own pace. Um, if you are you know, driving and you wanna listen to one of the episodes, you can certainly do that. Um, if you're gonna do it in a small group, maybe you can do two or three lessons at a time and then take a break and you know, meet next week and do another couple lessons and then kind of talk about those things. Um, so I really, I thought by making the lessons um, shorter, it would make it um, more digestible and, and just easier to kind of fit into everybody's kind of busy schedule. You know, we're, we're so plugged in with so many things and distractions and entertainment, especially, you know, I can remember back in the day when, when you know, you're, you're going out to whether it's uh, to different places to, you know, events and whatnot. The, the, the problem is, is that there's so much going on a lot of times in a dating relationship, it's hard to have like meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. You can, you can spend a lot of time with somebody doing a lot of fun uh, activities and, and doing a lot of uh, busyness kind of stuff like uh, on the social scene. 
the point is, is that like, there's not a lot of time to really like, or maybe we don't know how to, or maybe we're afraid of maybe asking some of those questions and kind of getting more to know the person. Maybe we want to, but we just don't know how to know the person better. So we go online, we Google, you know, questions to ask on a first date or whatever like that. And you can get some fun questions or whatever. But the, the point, what I, I guess what I'm envisioning is that obviously you're saying that people can on their own go through this course. People in a group uh, can go through this course, but would you, is this kind of like, you know, like, you know, before the date night uh, kind of thing or during the date, maybe have this part of the, of the, of the night? I mean, I wouldn't do it as your first date. You might scare the person. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, first date, you want to watch an online course about learning how to date? You want to do that together? Like, I mean, you could start off I would, right out Even of that the, would scare me, okay? Guys. And I'm the creator of the course, all right? Like, like that would... <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's first date material necessarily, you know, but, but maybe you're dating somebody and you've, you, you are in a, in a relationship and you just have questions and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know if, if it's going well. I don't know if what I'm supposed to look for. I don't know what questions to talk about when I'm supposed to talk about them. What am I supposed to bring up my past? What am I supposed to talk about kind of the future and dreams that I have? When are we supposed to talk about these things? Because somewhere I feel like if I come out of the first date, you know, with like a, a fire hose, I'm gonna scare the person away. But if I don't ever mention any of this stuff when we get to engagement, then I feel like that's too late also. It, it, so yeah, so we, we, we navigate that throughout the course. Um, I, I do have a, a couple lessons certainly dedicated to first dates and, and well, I have one lesson dedicated to first date and, and kind of dating and friendship and, and what that looks like. But this course isn't really about, you know, how to pick up girls or uh, how to how to batch your eyes, you know, and flirt with, with, with guys well. Like that's not, that's not really the intention of this course. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that even to be pejorative necessarily in the sense that like knowing what to talk about in the first date or, or how to talk to somebody that you're attracted to to feel comfortable in that conversation. I think that certainly there are other programs I think that, that, that can do that well, or maybe even just a, a Google search, like you said, you know, isn't even necessarily something bad to do. Um, I'm just trying to lay out a, a progression, I reiterate, you know, of what the whole thing kind of looks like um, and what it can look like. So there are 19 lessons, like I said, and, um, and the topics range from, as I've been mentioning, the laying out what the five stages of a relationship are, what dating looks like as a discernment process. Are you ready to date? You know, how do you know if you're even ready to begin a relationship? Dating apps, how to navigate um, apps and, and, and websites. Um, friendship, what does it look like just to be friends? What, are, what is the value of mixed, you know, sex, co-ed friendships, friendship groups? Um, how to date a friend if you're going to move forward with, with that? Um, what does the first date look like is one of the lessons. And then, you know, when to commit. Um, when is it time to, to, that you've been dating somebody for a little bit or maybe two or three different individuals that you've kind of gone on a few dates with and maybe it's time to, to, to settle down and, and, and commit to somebody and start investing, you know, more intentionally. Um, then how to navigate differences that, that of course arise. That's all part of it. You're dating somebody who is different than you. Uh, when to talk about what, um, how to talk about uh, pornography and, and dating and what is pornography's impact on dating, um, long distance relationships, um, how to know if the relationship's going well, what should you be looking for, how to navigate arguments, uh, when is it too much, chastity and physical lines, uh, when is it time to break up? And then when is it time to propose? You know, is she the one? And then what does engagement look like? What are our expectations for engagement? And then in, even into marriage, um, what are our expectations for that? So that's, that's the course right there. Th those are all 19 lessons that I just threw out. 
Hey everybody, this is Dr. Mario Sacasa. Just taking a quick break from my conversation here uh, with myself, I guess. No, <laughs> the conversation with Jason that he's having with me on my own show again. The whole thing's just weird. It's like backwards day, you know, when you, when you were like a kid. Anyways, uh, just check us out at faithinmarriage.org. If you're enjoying this episode and uh, want to Listen to other episodes of the Always Hope Podcasts are all there on faithandmarriage.org as well as being able to sign up for one of our upcoming marriage retreats or our blog or other great content that we have available for you there. So check us out at faithandmarriage.org and let's get back into this backwards conversation with Jason and myself. <laughs> And uh, I'm always impressed with the work that you do, Mario. You you do an amazing job with being very thorough, very researched, very um, organized in your presentation. You put a lot of thought in what you're doing. You're not just trying to get through with a couple of points. You're really trying to look at the whole, what is really important, what's something that we really need to zero in on. And and you you have just this great course that uh, I'm, I'm really excited about for, for people to take advantage of and to see the, the labor that you've put forth, um, but to see the fruit that people can have when they, when they, you know, lean into this and, and look at how this can really improve. What are some of the things that you've, you know, through your, maybe um, something that has stood out for you while you were putting this together of maybe areas where like, oh, wow, we, uh, this, this may be well overlooked, but something that we need to really zero in on and talk about because this step, if we don't get this one right, it can really lead to some problems in the future. Yeah. Well, first I want to say thanks, Jason. I, you know, I appreciate obviously just the encouragement you just offered. I mean, we've been walking in this, you know, that this has been a journey, you know, that, that this thing was not easy. Like it started as like an ebook idea, I think like three years ago. And then, um, and then, and then I floated it to a couple of publishers because I started writing something and realized it was more than just an ebook, more than just a lead magnet. Like we were thinking, Publishers didn't go anywhere. Then we got the grant from the Women's Giving Circle, which we're very grateful for. And I obviously want to acknowledge that um, they're a, a philanthropic organization here in the Archdiocese of New Orleans and uh, within the, the Catholic Community Foundation. And so very grateful to the Women's Giving Circle awarding us a grant that allowed us to be able to purchase all the equipment and uh, be able to, to get the editing and production work done. So without them, this would not have happened. So certainly want to say that right now and take the moment to really thank them for that, as well as the support of the Woolwoods community as well. Um, to fill in the gap, you know, with 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 some of the the budget stuff there, um, but then soon after, you know, Elise gets sick. Soon after, as soon I mean, as soon as we get the grant, well, like Elise gets sick. Like I think, like I mean, she was sick the whole time. I know, but it, she took her final mm -hmm. turn, and then and then she passes, and so like the last six months of like 2020 was just trying to hold down the fort and and support you and, and the family, and so this thing kind of went off the back burner, you know, for for a solid six months. And then we get to like 2021 and, and then I was like, all right, now we just gotta, are we gonna do this thing or not? And uh, and it just kind of kept evolving. Like, I, I mean, like, I can't believe we're here February 22. And like, <laughs> now we're finally launching this thing. And I've been talking about this thing for years now. And so it's it's just, um, I guess the reason I say that is like, there, there's, there's uh persistence, you know, is a virtue, um, kind of just holding on to an idea and being faithful to that idea all the way through and just letting it kind of evolve. It's this, this project took on a lot of different iterations and I'm really proud of the final result of, of what it has become and, and really grateful for that. Um, but man, it was, it was certainly a journey, you know, to, to kind of get there. 
Um, so I don't know why I said all that. Um, no, what, what it, it highlights is that this was not just thrown together. Like this was literally something that put a lot of, you put in a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of expertise from a lot of people came in on this to help out, to make this project possible. And so that uh, we want it to to bear fruit. We want people to to take advantage of it, to, to go to it. Uh, we want uh, people who are dating to, to, to look into this and to, to give this an opportunity to speak. And also too, for people who maybe have, uh, you know, children that are in the dating age, like you're saying, like in college, young adult, to maybe pass this information, gift them this program and say, hey, son, hey, daughter, this is something that you should really take a look at because I think this could really bless you. And uh, and so anyway, so I'm, I'm seeing the, the beauty of this. And obviously, you know, we're, we're in our ministry, our apostolate is faith and marriage. I mean, this is this is helping to form and to to strengthen marriages um, before they begin. Yeah, you know, that's right. I, I remember what you asked me. I'm sorry, I want, I digressed, and so you you asked like, what is one thing that like I learned or or something that yes. kind of stood out? So what's like, so yeah through the process? What is something that like popped out on you that was like, oh wow, I didn't realize that was something that was you know going to be as significant as I thought it was, or maybe this is something, oh, wow, I, I realize that we need to really focus in on this because people are overlooking this one key step. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, so something that that really kind of surprised me as I was, I was kind of working through this process is, I guess, really a couple things. One is th- the idea that dating is a discernment process. As I've been floating that concept to people, people are like surprised by it. It's kind of like, what, 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 is, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I don't know. What, what do you mean what that mean? That means that like God loves you and and God wants to unfold this plan in your life. And uh, and if you feel called to marriage, then that means that like when you're actually going out on dating, like God's there with you. Like that's what's happening. And uh, and God wants to make his plan known to you. And so sometimes like even if you're going out and and there's a process to this. So so just kind of taking this ordinary thing or or something that we've we've turned into something so secular maybe for lack of a better way of saying it but something so and so not spiritual or not we don't conceive of the the dating process as something that can actually form you to become a more virtuous person um like that that concept just even framing it in that type of language i think just feels um um fresh or different and and just trying to and and, I, and I, because I want people to know that like God incarnated Himself, and and that means that like He took on like matter and flesh and human existence. That means that like what we do and where we live and where we operate, we have the opportunity to to, to consecrate all of these things um, by virtue of our baptism and by virtue of God's grace that operates with us. So so I'm not saying that of course there are sacred spaces. Obviously there are churches, but God wants us to operate in the world. And so when we're out engaging in the world, even in our social romantic life, God is present there and God wants to be present there. So, so just that notion, I, I harp on that throughout. So that's one piece that I would say um, is what I found kind of, I guess, unique maybe. And then the second piece is, is um, I just, man, I really, I just want people to trust themselves. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really, if, if, if you get nothing else out of this program, I hope that it just gives you greater confidence in what you see in your relationships and what you see in yourself in those relationships. And sometimes I just think people are waiting for permission to do anything. And I don't know if it's because of the perfectionism or fear of making mistakes or we're overwhelmed because of decisions, 
But I feel like particularly this young adult generation, they're just strapped by indecisiveness because they're just waiting for somebody to give them permission. And I'm telling you that like you give yourself permission, like trust your judgment, trust what you're seeing, trust what you're experiencing. And so a lot of the reflection questions that I that I offer in the program are getting people to to reflect on what their experience is. What was it like going on the first date? What was it like in the midst of the argument? What, you know, it, throughout the progression that we've been speaking about, but articulating, trying to be able to really reflect on what your experience is so that you can own it. I mean, we joked about this in kind of some of our marketing meetings about like, you know, confirm, con- confirm the excitement, you know, but, but you know, we also joked about, well, maybe the tagline could be confirm the apprehension, you know, because maybe, maybe, maybe it's both. Maybe, maybe there's something really good in the relationship that you should be excited about and and you should give yourself permission to be excited about it. Uh, maybe because you're, you don't give yourself permission because you're afraid if, if you become vulnerable, then you're going to get hurt or maybe you've been hurt in the past or there could be a whole host of reasons. But maybe also there's a lot of apprehension and, and there's a lot of red flags and you're not seeing them because you really want this thing to work and you're mm. trying to make it work at all costs. But everything is telling you to let it go. And I want you to have permission to be able to see the relationship as it is, whether it's really good and dive into that, or if it's not so good and being able to let it go or somewhere in between and being able to have some skill set to be able to get it or make attempts to try to course correct the relationship. So I would say that, that would, those would be the two things, dating as, as an act of discernment and really just want to encourage any of the students who go through the course to, uh, to really encourage them in their own judgment to, um, to just have permission you know, to, to trust themselves. I just keep thinking of this as a huge win for people to be able to take advantage of these resources, this program, to be able to help them in that discernment process, to help them in, in just thinking about the relationship well. Like it's helping them to understand the the things that can be very, it's, you know, dating can be very difficult. It can be very hard. It is it difficult. Be, it a lot of it, con- I'm not making this course ain't going to make it easier. I mean, it's not like right. you do this and you're going to, like I said earlier, you're going to secure the love. But of it's, it's giving it's clarity. Tough, it's giving clarity yeah. to the confusion. It's giving clarity to, to maybe some of the red flags, like you're saying, that's popping up. Or maybe there's, it's the clarity of like, well, maybe, maybe this is the right thing, but I'm just scared. Maybe this is the right thing, but I, I don't know if I can take that next step. And then it reveals then something else that can be maybe you know dealt with or uh, uh, talked about or or figured out. But it's it's something that I think can be something very um, uplifting, not only in 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 their dating experience, but also I think for as a person, to helping them to maybe understand more of what they're looking for and where they are, um, versus just like trying to see if this other person you know fits well. Yeah, that that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Can you use this program to prove that you should like can can someone go through the program and say be well Dr. Mario says we need to break up so we've got to break up. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't put that much pressure <laughs> on me. No. I mean like <laughs> uh, you take responsibility for your own actions. I'll say that to anybody. You know like so you, don't you put tell that me on that me. don't put that on me, man. Look, <laughs> look, some of the benefits of the program are you're trying to get out of the pro you're trying to get out of the dating relationship. How do you how do you do that? Well look, you can take these questions and then just say Dr. Mario said no. 
<laughs> yeah. Or should they take responsibility for their own decisions and their own actions? Uh, they should take responsibility for their own decisions. And I was just uh, trying to figure out another marketing their, strategy that could help people, you know, their own actions. Like they, yeah, no, people, people should. I will remove that one from the record. Uh, just, uh, just clarity, you know. Yeah, no. So, so I mean, like, uh, we do get into obviously questions of like, um, like, what are what are some reasons to 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 consider breaking up? Well, first, I think like arguments. And when we look at arguments, what we want to assess is um, the intensity of the argument, um, the frequency of the arguments, and then the duration of the argument. So how intense mm-hmm. is it? How, how much are you yelling? How, how often are lines getting crossed verbally uh, where you're cussing each other out or insulting each other or going for those low blows? Um, what about frequency? Um, how often are those conversa- those arguments happening? And then duration, how long, how long does it take for you to get through the argument and get on the other side and start apologizing? Um, those, those, that's something, if, if you're seeing an increase in each of those, uh, then obviously that's a red flag that you, you don't, you kind of, I think one of the things that I'm trying to say in the relationship is, excuse me, in, in the course is that, um, Maybe it's not one-off. It's not going to be one single thing, but maybe you kind of look at a trajectory where you're saying, okay, like there's something that's kind of bothering me right now, and and I can articulate that and I can share that. But then let's see what happens in three or six months. If are we really trying to improve on whatever this is? If it's arguments, I want to see an, a decrease in an intensity, a decrease in the frequency, and a decrease in the duration because we're able to kind of navigate and be be better as we as we talk about that. But if six months down the line, despite our best efforts, we're not seeing any change or the, the needle isn't moving, then that's one of the advice that I, and I kind of give us to say, okay, well, maybe that's, 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 an, that's a time for you to really discern to say, okay, if things aren't really changing despite your best effort, then what does that mean? What does that say? Um, and those would be signs or things that you would want to be looking for in terms of when, when, it, when it's discerning when to break up. Now, of course, there's Lots of other reasons um, that certainly we do talk about, you know, in the course. But uh, but that's just one example that I'm trying to say is 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 it's not just going to be one thing that's going to that's going to cause the breakup, but it's a pattern. And as you look for the pattern, if the pattern isn't changing, if the choreography, if the dance, so to speak, isn't isn't improving, despite your best efforts, and you've been doing it not just for a week or two weeks, but really over six months, you're not seeing any sort of improvement, then 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 that's a sign or emotion, or if there isn't any really any growth or any chemistry. Um, those are things certainly that, that, that you want to take into consideration. So you have 19 sessions for the program. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of favorites, but could you maybe point out one of your, your favorite topics that you got into um, that, you, uh, that you provide in the, in the, in the series? Yeah, I, actually, I, I really actually do like that arguments one. Um, it's because I'm a marriage therapist. What can I say? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually really do like that arguments lesson. I think I think there's some. I'm, I could just try to offer you know some clear thoughts for people to be able to kind of look, because sometimes we get when we get into heated discussions, we can we we get confused and it's like, well, I, you know, I, why did I say that? Why did I cross that line? Um, how can I be better? You know, do I even want to be better? Do I really care? The, those questions are things that we want to be kind of, you know, discerning and, and, and contemplating. Because um, the goal isn't to not argue. I guess we, we all, we're, there's always going to be some level of friction. And, but learning how to be honest um, in a way that is not hurtful um, or, or insightful or, I mean, incendiary, whatever the right word is, you know, in terms of kind of starting a, a fight. There's ways of being able to share what you're thinking or what your experience is or when you've been hurt and being able to do that well. 
Um, and, and I think that's, that's one of the lessons that I really liked. The other lesson for me, honestly, is, is again, just the navigating differences and recognizing that um, you're dating somebody who's different than you and you can't expect them to be you. Um, and you can't expect them to, to, to all of a sudden, by the end of the relationship, they're going to change and, and be more like you. Like, that's not what's happening. That's not what's going to happen. Because uh, that's a recipe for failure in marriage. Yeah. Because that the, those differences stay throughout the course of the relationship. Um, so how to navigate those differences? What is what is appropriate, I would say, or, or healthy amount of complementarity? But when does it become combative? Um, and when has it become too much or too much friction? When are the values just too far off or personality differences too far off? Um, those are, that's another area that I think, um, uh, another lesson that, that I kind of, um, I don't know, I, I think there's some, there's some insight there that I think hopefully will, will help people. It sounds like, you know, you've, with your 15 years of, of marriage therapy that you've been offering for many couples over the years, um, you're, you've been, and obviously your theology and your philosophy and your ability to to understand relationships. It's almost as if, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's like you're you've been kind of reverse engineering um, this kind of. Well, here we are. What's the, what's the goal? The goal is marriage. The goal and what is marriage and what does a healthy relationship look like and what does love look like? And then kind of stepping back and saying, well, there's there's these stages that need to be. Um, in place, or there's these uh, this path that needs to happen, or it's going to, from the very beginning, already have very complicated starts that's going to lead into something very challenging for them as a couple. And so you're kind of providing these guideposts to help them make sure that they're preparing themselves for marriage and not preparing themselves for a letdown or a breakup. Yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's not, it's not. There's still work that has to be done when you get married. It's it's not like, you know, you just get married and all of a sudden you hit cruise control. But no, that's why we go back to like the concept of like the the fundamental steps, the foundational elements. See, these sages, they build on one another. Healthy right. healthy marriages are couples who are still dating. It, you mean, and we, we joke about this kind of on our marriage retreats whenever we do the, the newlywed night. We're on, on Saturday night on our marriage retreats. Um, here's a plug for the Willwoods community faith and marriage apostolate retreats. If you want to come and join us at the beautiful St. Joseph Abbey Retreat Center in Covington, Louisiana, um, it's available for it, for you on the faith and marriage website. But on our retreats on Saturday night, we do a game and we do this newlywed game. And uh, and it's always fun and it's silly and we have a great time. It's been a long day with a lot of reflection. So it's nice to end the day with a little play. And we, we say this all the time that we're almost always the couple that wins it is like the, the newlywed couple. It's the young couple. I mean, not always. There, of course, are older couples, but it's always a lesson to be reminded that you should still be exploring your spouse. Your spouse's preferences change just because their favorite ice cream was mint chocolate chip when you were dating doesn't mean that five, six, seven, ten years down the line, it's still going to be mint chocolate chip. Like these things change. Um, and that's the dumb example, but those things are necessary because it's kind of this this map. This is what John Gottman talks about in terms of a love map of, of how to understand who who the person is that you're married to. Some things, preferences, um, insights, or um, interests, things change. And so learning the process, it's not like you just get married and you hit cruise control. It's that you've developed a process of knowing how to explore the other person and knowing how to continue to foster a love and intimacy and security and trust and excitement and interest and romance. 
Um, those things you you can continue even into into marriage. But the foundation of that, I believe it, it and I say this in the course and I mean it, the 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 what Chris and I do in our marriage, all of has its they all have their roots in in when we were dating. And I can go back to our dating and I can see that the roots that we were planting there, the seeds we were planting there, um, have grown and blossomed into something beautiful now. And it's not an accident. You know, it's not it's not by happenstance. It's not a coincidence. Um, it's certainly grace, but we've put our work in also. And and uh, and that's what I'm trying to say with this also is that like there are things you can do now while you're dating to build better habits, to build better patterns of interaction that are going to pay off in the long run um, once you find the, the right person to to commit to and to spend the rest of your life with. You know, we've been talking about this a lot, uh, but maybe, you know, what is dating? And and I feel like just quickly, <clears throat> just quickly listening to what we were just talking about. I mean, we're pointing out the fact that like, it's not about you. It's not about like finding someone that's going to make you happy and that's going to, you know, be there for you uh, with like, um, for uh, at your beck and call, like it's it's about um, it's like there's something more than yourself that you're building, that you're working into, that you're you're you're, you're going in um, the path that you're taking. But I, maybe I, let me say I it guess, like no, this. No, I'm going like, to say I'm going to I'm going to let me answer your question because I because you've asked it before and so I've I've had a little time to think about it. So I would say it's two. Let's let's kind of clarify our terms. Yes. Dating itself at. At, in a casual sense, we, we almost need two different words here. There's kind of casual dating, I know, right? and then there's kind of more committed dating when you're actually in a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of committed relationship. Um, casual dating is is simply that. It's it's just, you know, going out, meeting people. Um, if you're an extrovert, you probably love this, you know, just going, being with somebody, connecting with them, meeting new people, having a good time, going, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that that doesn't have the weight of everything that we're speaking about because it's just that. It's just exploring, knowing how to talk, engaging, going out. There's 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 nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um and there's something beautiful with that also if that's if that's something that you enjoy doing. Again, just being smart with who you go out with, smart with circumstances you put yourself in and smart with regards to physical lines. But just casual dating is 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 beautiful and can be freeing and, and just can be a great kind of time. Perfect. When you kind of start finding people that you're clicking with and um and you're finding some compatibility with regards to ideas, Compatibility with regards to uh, interests, compatibility with with desires, with values. All of a sudden, then you start kind of clicking and kind of locking into something. And at that point, when you've made a decision to actually say that we're going to move forward with this next stage of being a boyfriend or girlfriend, um, or whatever phrase we want to use, this more intentional kind of committed type of relationship. At that point, what I think dating becomes is, as we've been saying, discerning marriage with this person in particular. Like you're not just discerning marriage in the abstract, you begin asking the question like, is God calling me to marry this person? And that's when it becomes a little bit, you know, again, that question doesn't hang over every date. You don't come home, you know, after a night out being like, man, am I, God, are you calling me to marry this person? You know, like this is like, I have to figure this out right now. Like, that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying you can have that as an intention, but but maintaining that kind of a, a long game approach to get the answer to that question. It's not something that you have to kind of figure out or assess or or you know understand it every single week and, and be dissecting. No, but it just becomes kind of a framework of hey, this is what we're doing. Like we're 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 asking this question kind of casually. Um, but sometimes with with greater intention as we're kind of allowing this relationship to unfold in its natural pace. But there is a direction, there is a, a trajectory of what we're trying to accomplish, which is we're trying to figure out together, like, hey, is this is this what God is calling us to? And sometimes it takes time to be able to get an answer to that question. But if you walk through it and, and, and navigate it, um, then you will be enriched by it, um, whether, it's a, whether it ends up being in a, in a breakup or whether it ends up that you do move forward towards engagement. Um, and then at that point, you've set up a healthy foundation and a pattern of interacting with one another and discerning together because discerning individually what I want is a different animal than discerning with another person what they want and what we're doing together. So, you know, it's not like you said that it's just serving me. No, but 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 I but there's a mutuality in this relationship. And what should slowly happen is that we then, really become each other's best friends and, and we learn how to lean in on one another and support one another and and have mutual respect and love and engagement where it's not a, a tit for tat or you know you have your thing and I do my thing but no genuinely there's this kind of um, reciprocity of, of of wanting to to be with each other and complement one each other uh, complement each other's kind of strengths um, that's what you kind of start seeing over the course of a relationship. Um, so there is, yes, do you want to feel a sense of rest? Do you want to feel a sense of, of excitement? Absolutely. And, and just, but allowing all of that to kind of unfold in its natural pace. Just, again, I just, I would, you know, the gift that this can be for couples who are trying to figure things out and, and again, looking to the things of the world, we're not getting a lot of help in this area, especially if we're trying to shoot for something like marriage. Um, and so it's just, it's a great uh, gift that uh, you have provided for the church, for, for couples uh, to be able to have this as a resource how can people uh, gain access to this? Like how, how is, again, we've talked about going online and, and things like that, but you know, if someone wants to, to be able to view the program, can we sample the program? Can you, can you buy it for someone that you want uh, them to take advantage of the program? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, you can purchase the course. Um, we'll have links to all of that in, in, in the show notes. That'd be the easiest way. We're certainly following me on social media at Dr. Mario Sacasa. Um, both on on well on Facebook, Instagram, and on LinkedIn, um, we will have it up on the Faith and Marriage website here shortly as well. But as the time of this recording, it's it's not quite up there. We don't have that page built yet, but it will be um, up on the Faith and Marriage website um, here in the next few weeks. But uh, but like I said, at the time of this recording, it's not there yet, and that's okay. So so the easiest way to access it would be clicking the link in the show notes. We'll have a, a direct link to the course which is on the website Thinkific. It's a course building platform um, that many people use, um, but we'll have a link to our specific course you know, there. Um, or you know, find me on social media at Dr. Mario Sacasa on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, you'll, you will see Dating Well all over it because that's, that's what I'm promoting right now. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on your show. <laughs> <laughs> and to talk about this amazing program that I'm very excited about. Um, I, I want to, maybe we can close with another question. Um, if someone, uh, 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 the quick one minute, 
what is dating well and why um, is this important for couples? If you want to assess the health of your relationship or better understand why previous relationships didn't work out, dating well will help you. It wants to help you grow in, in a greater sense of um, understanding why perfectionism gets in the way of relationships and to help you just make better decisions when it comes to dating. That's what we want to do with dating well. Praise God. And I, I believe that would be, I should have maybe a better question should have said, I should have asked, what is your hope? I was for waiting for it. I was waiting for it. This is my show. I guess I gotta I gotta answer the question for the first time. Nobody has asked me yet. You know, what gives well, what gives me hope? No one's asked. What gives you hope? <laughs> what gives me hope? Dr. Mario. <laughs> what gives me hope is that Jesus Christ loves us. And Jesus mm -hmm. Christ incarnated himself in our lives. And I mean that sincerely. Like the incarnation, I said it earlier, but it's not to be it's not a trivial thing. It's not something that we just disregard the very the fact that God Himself became one of us. It changed the relationship that we have with 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 God and what God has with us. And so it means that every aspect of our lives has the potential to be redeemed. So whether we are suffering or whether we are experiencing joy, every single aspect of our life has been touched by God. Not just God the Creator, but God the second person in the Trinity who in his own consciousness and self-awareness like it like became a human person. And so he has memory of what life is like as a person. God himself has memory of what it means to be a human person. That gives me great hope because it means that I am not alone and that God is with me in every step of the way. Um, and so I believe that. I, I ascribe to that and, um, and it informs everything that I do because it means that we can't, we, should, we then don't have to be afraid by the things of the world because those things can be redeemed. So science has value, art has value, culture has value, secular thought has value because if it's truth that's genuinely pursuing, pursuing God, then, then we can use it and use it well um, if we have the, the eyes to see and the lens to be able to filter out the good from the bad. Um, so we should not be afraid of these things as long as we're engaging with them as, as Jesus did, because that's what Christ did. He stepped into the world to sift out the good from the bad, and he gave us a process of how to be able to do that ourselves. So we should not be afraid, and we should step into these, space, these spaces and know that God is with us uh, because he came to save the world. Amen. That's what well, well said. Well said. Well, again, thank you so much for taking time to be on your show. Uh, it has been an honor and a blessing to be with you, brother. And uh, again, great job with this program. I'm very excited about it. And we ask for prayers for for all the work that we're doing, but also pray for all those who will be um, will be participating in this program. Uh, asking the audience, just the viewers, to please lift up in prayer um, the work that we, we've been doing, but also in a special way, dating well, that those who um, take advantage of the series, uh, engage in the, in the program, will be blessed. Because um, it is there's so many wonderful things about the program that can help them in their journey to something greater. Um, so thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, that does it. And uh, I don't know what to say. I'm super excited about this project. I've been working on this for three years and I just genuinely uh, wanted to get into the hands of people who need it. 
So if you are a young adult or no young adult uh, in your life that has questions about dating or that is in a relationship and just not quite sure how to assess the health of the relationship or is looking for kind of guidance about what happened in previous relationships, then Dating Well is the program for you. As I said throughout this episode, really, I just feel that people are struggling with perfectionism and struggling to make uh, decisions. And so I want to wanted to create a program that helps guide you throughout this dating process to ask pointed questions to get you to reflect on your own experience and to help you just kind of know more about what this should look like and what it could look like. Let me say it that way. So if you're interested, please click on the link in the show notes at our Thinkific website. Uh, like I said, we will have it available on faithandmarriage.org or just check me out on the socials at Dr. Mario Sacasa on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Anywhere, any of those will, will get you to the course if you're interested in purchasing it or reviewing it for yourself. And yeah, that's it. So God bless everybody. Be good and have a great day.